Are we here again in another battle? I'm not angry with anybody, but I'm just against sin. I said to you what sin has done to me. Sin has messed me up. Schools tried to help me. Look like the more they do, the worse I get. I just have a sin problem. And if you check it out, you've got a sin problem. And I had walked so long with sin till I almost became immune to it until Jesus came into my life. Certainly he has made a difference. Sin is awful. I don't have too much trouble with Satan because I can apply the blood. He'll run. But sin, sin that really gets me, I I can hold that transgression and that uh, uh, sin of uh, stepping over the bound, but that iniquity is my problem. Usually, when I'd go to a school hop and get into trouble, I'd say, if Smith had not invited me, I would have been home out of trouble. But that iniquity is that when I'm in my office all by myself, evil thoughts come into my mind. Sin, sin. I'd like for you to, if you would pray with us, we need your prayers because we had set out certain things to talk about the Lord and you know how he changed around and you can't argue with the man. Let's go and do what he said. If it, if it don't work out, you can say, well, the woman you gave me. Uh, I want you to uh, prayerfully just go back to the book of Revelation, fifth chapter, fifth chapter of the book of Revelation, and put your finger on the 19th chapter the 16th verse 5th chapter verse 5 and 6 the 19th chapter the uh, 16th verse these words are recorded and one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose it its seven seals. 
And I behold, and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four living creatures, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which right. are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. And in that 19th chapter, 16 verse, and he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. From those passages of Scripture for just a few minutes, I want to share with us, talking about uh, the Lamb, the Lion, and the King. Would you repeat yeah. after me, please? Yeah. The Lamb, the Lion, and the King. Thank you. Pastor Chu, you familiar with the Lamb? You remember John said, Behold, the Lamb of God taketh away the sins of the world. The lion, that ferocious animal, called the king of the forest. Not because he can beat everything in the forest. All right. It is untrue. The lion can't beat everything. There are a few animals he'll back up off from. Anybody with good sense ought to know when to back off. But what makes him so ferocious is that he'll fight four or five and win the battle. Uh, but what's so terrifying about that line is that uh, he has a terrible roar. And when you hear him in the distance, the rowing voice that, and his voice seems to ride the airwaves, pierce your eardrum, and he excites terror in your mind, the lion. And it is needful that Jesus should be portrayed as a lamb and a lie that he might uh, adequately take his position as the king See, if 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 he doesn't fulfill his role as a lamb and as a lion and I'll have to question his ability to be the king. 
I think I think John had some problems with with that because not that uh, John didn't believe, but he was just perplexed. He didn't doubt Jesus. He was perplexed. He said, I've, I've, I've read that you, you have a, uh, a nature like a lamb. And the way you've been going about things, You've been acting like a lamb. Yeah. I don't. I can agree with the disciple a couple of times. You should have put the Pharisees in their place. And even with your lamb-like character, you still could have done it. But uh, 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 John said, "I'm about to leave here now." And I'm grateful that I've been able to, uh, through the Holy Spirit, have that discerning power to identify you as the Lamb. But on the other hand, I, I think that there, there are some there are some lion-like characteristics. And then I just want to ask a question: Are you representing that second aspect? I see the first. Or shall we look? We look for another. Jesus says, "No, John, I'm the same one." But I've. I've already set in motion on my time plan certain dispensational periods to carry out each of my characteristics. I am the lion of the tribe of Judah. But I want to be more lambish now. And that's what this thing is all about. Jesus wants to be the king and he's going to be the king now either you you will allow him to uh, coerce you in a lamb like motion but if you refuse to come in with his lamb like gestures he knows how to be ferocious but you will come in have I got a witness? Yes, you aware that I said yesterday the book of Revelation also gives us three enthronements of Christ. He is enthroned in heaven. That, that also takes in his pre-existence. That he just didn't start with Mary. He pre-existed. And he operates by the church on earth through uh, the Holy Spirit. Jesus is not here today, but he is operating things on the earth through the Holy Spirit working in the church. That's why I, 
careful to emphasize that uh, at greater faith. And I don't know what church you belong to, but at greater faith, I'm just an under shepherd. And I, I, I get directions from the man who knows what Christ wants. Who knows the mind of Christ. And then Christ is enthroned on earth. After the great tribulation, which is the wrath of God. He has supreme authority on the earth. Now, he does not have supreme authority on the earth in men's hearts. But he does have supreme authority. Because even though what man is doing seems to be contrary to what he wants, it's still working out for what he wants. You don't understand what I'm saying. You see, God is so powerful. God is so sovereign that he don't have to fuss with you uh, to go from here to downtown Oakland, straight out Hagenberger Road and straight out uh, East 14. God can let you wander all around 24th Street, 22nd Street, but he knows you're coming out. <laughs> In other words, my brothers and my sisters, God will have his way. You, you aware that he created this great world? Have got a witness? Then it got messed up? Well, God, God hasn't given up on having the world the way he wanted. He will have his way. And he is in control. And it is seen here in the book of Revelation as his lamb, lion, and king authority. John's vision in the fourth chapter of the book of Revelation presents the sovereignty of God in the universe. We can see God the Father expressing his work through God the Son, his word. Chapter 5 not only enthrones Christ but it also, by his redemptive work, presents his sovereignty. Yes, and do you not know that type of heresy is still among us? This new age world movement, talking about Jesus is just another man? That's not dead, brethren. They're still saying that he's just another man. But I tell you, he's not just another man. He's not a son of God. He is the son of God. And he has sovereign power. After 40 days of fasting, Satan challenged Jesus' sovereignty of his power three times. Luke 4, 7, and 6. Each time Jesus answered him by the power of his word. So John says to the Christians of Asia, if there is any doubt in your mind as to who is in control, let me tell you, Jesus is in control. Look and you will see the slain lamb living, seated in the midst of the throne. Now John introduces 
to the central important item in heaven, a sealed book. This book contains prophecy of impending evidence of coming judgment. All is folded up in this book. Heaven has many books. I said heaven has many books. There's a book of heaven. There's what is called the lost book. There's the book of generation. And then there's the closed book. And then I heard there's an open book with blood sprinkled on it. And then I heard somebody say there's this book. Then there's another book. There's the book of Psalm, the big book, the little book, the book of life, the book of death. But here is the Lamb's book of life. He gives this book that it is in his right hand of him who sits on the throne. It is a book sealed with seven seals. Let us not overlook the importance and the comprehension of the character of the book. The book contains facts written on both sides of the parchment of the scroll. The most impressive thing about the document, this book, is that each edge is sealed with a seal. The seals are so fixated that every time you open another section of the book, you've got to break a seal. And just anybody does not have the authority to open the seal. Notice three things about the angel that John saw. He was a strong angel, a mighty and a powerful angel. He was a proclaimer. He announced, uh, he made announcement, he, he would herald, and he would come with a loud voice. The question is raised, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals? It was the angel who ordered the closing of the sealed book. You remember when Daniel was writing and looked like Daniel was about to tell it all. He said, seal it up. That's enough. And you know, sometimes I thank God for Daniel and the other prophets because every now and then I get a little inkling of what they went through. Because sometimes when I'm at my desk, there are scriptures I've passed over for years. Wouldn't make no sense. And all of a sudden it unfolds to me. And I just start writing, trying to get it. That's enough. You can't tell it all. It was the angel who said, close it up. Heaven found no one. Earth looked in vain for someone. Caves and underwater caves were such. Under the earth was such. But no one was found worthy. The question was, uh, who has the power or the authority to open this book? The person to open the book needs power. 
to reveal what is in the book. Then he must have the authority to execute the program of the book. See, some people can read well, but after they read it, they don't understand it. Have I got a witness? You know, I've seen people who can write proposals. Talk to me here. One time I had to pay a lady $11,000 to write a proposal to build a 101 senior citizen homes. Have you got a witness? And after I started working with her, I found out she didn't know anything about managing. She could write it and tell everybody what they ought to do. But to get in there in that day to day, she didn't have that expertise to make that thing operate. Have I got a witness? That's why we need the Holy Spirit to lead us in the church. You get quiet on me here. You can go out and buy wall to wall carpet and beautiful benches and pews, buy a beautiful pulpit, all kind of chandeliers. You don't pray me here. Have all kind of educational facilities. But after you get that church together, you need somebody. Who is the expertise? Have I got a witness that can tell you how to operate it? After the angel dramatically impressed upon John's mind the importance of this seven seal book, John wept. John started crying. Have you ever cried over a situation? Have you ever wake up at night thinking about this world? How bad things are? And if you just, as you get a little older, I found that you can't sleep all night. You don't, you don't sleep all night. You just automatically wake up. And I found my, 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 best, my best praying time. Because I, I, I classify praying time as you ought to have some prime time for praying time. See, when they, when they got a show, you don't hear me like Beretta, they want to get over. They don't put that on 2 o'clock in the morning. They don't put it on 9 o'clock in the evening. Have I got a witness? They select prime time. And you ought to have some prime time to talk with Jesus. Have I got a witness here? What is the trouble, John? Why are you weeping? He said, there is no one found worthy. No one to open the book. Nobody to read the scroll. And there is no one able even to look on the book. This book has judgment about it to be released upon the world and mankind. And if no one can open the book, how shall mankind know what's coming? Have we got a witness? No wonder he said, how can they hear without a preacher? It is our job to tell them what's in the book. As John continued weeping, 
one of the elders said to John, stop weeping over the matter. There is one who is worthy to open the seven seal book. You remember Jacob's last words of prophecy to his 12 sons and to Judah. Judah shall praise, your brothers shall praise you. His hand shall be against his enemy. Are you friendly here? The father's children shall bow down before him. Said Judah is like a lion's whelp. He will have many offspring. You, you have that kingly tribal characteristic of a lion. Judah shall keep the scepter and be a lawgiver. Judah shall be a ruler in power until Shiloh come. So weep not, John. Behold the lion. He is the root of David. This lion has prevailed and has conquered. He has gained the victory. John, he's able to take the book out of the right hand of God. Open it and loose the seven seals. When the lion took the book, John saw four living creatures and four uh, 24 elders worshiping the lamb. They were so glad to see the lion in his lion-like characteristics, all involved with his lamb-like character. Go in and take the book and open it with his majestic deity. As John looked at the lion, he had the appearance of a lamb. I don't know how to explain it, that here is one who looks like a lamb, and yet he looks like a lion. You see, years ago, I used to wear what's called iridescent suits. It looked green from one viewpoint. But when I turn a little, it looked brown. Have I got a witness? You see, it all depends on how you look at him. He can be a lion or he can be a lamb. Yeah, it was the same lamb that died on Calvary. As they worshiped the lamb, all the elders and the four living creatures gave up their harps and poured out their golden vials of sacred perfume of the prayers of the saints. The lambs who uh, suffered the abuse of the Roman soldiers. The lamb. The lamb they scoffed at. The lamb who agonized on the cross. The lamb who would not say a mumbling word. They fell down and worshipped the lamb. They praised the lamb. As the 24 elders and the four living creatures worshipped the lamb, the Bible says they sang a new song. And that's why I'm inclined to believe these are the lamb. Because they have been redeemed. 
as Blue says, they had been transformed yes, sir. unto kings and priests. Yes, sir. Have I got a witness? Yes, and shall rule upon the earth. Yes, oh, my brothers, these 24 elders had been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The Lamb's blood redeemed us out of every kindred, every tongue, every people, and every nation. Then these redeemed 24 elders are symbol of the church of Jesus Christ, saved by the blood of the Lamb. But uh, who but the church could have been crowned with glory and clothed in white raiment. A people who've been blood washed by the Lamb of God. Angels uh, could not have been redeemed because once angels sin, there is no salvation. Have I got a witness? That's why I'm glad I'm not an angel. You don't hear me today? This representative of the church by the 24 elders or the body of Christ. Let us not have any controversy over the text as to angels and the creation of angels. This only obscures the marvelous work that the Lord is doing through the Lamb. This new song is the lamb because uh, it talks about his redemptive work. Yes, sir. Now he has the right to rule. Yes, sir. In the light that Jesus has gone to the cross yes, and has obeyed the Father yes, even unto death. Yes, he has a right now yes, to sit on his David before the David throne. Yes, Notice if you please, Jesus never used the word all-powerful. Yes, no matter how many blinded eyes he opened, yes, he never talked about I'm all-powerful. Yes, no matter how many times he took two little fish and five loaves of bread, yes, no matter how many people he raised from the dead, he never used the phrase I'm all-powerful yes, until after the resurrection. Yes, yeah, then he began to say, I am he that uh, was dead, but alive forevermore. They sang, he has a right to take back the world that he made, because he has conquered hell, death, and the grave. The angels could not sing the new song with the 24 elders. They had to just stand there and wait until the church finished singing their song. Yes, the angels sang at Jesus' birth, yes, but they can't sing the new song. I tell you, there's a lot of singing in heaven. Job 38 and 7 says when the morning stars sang together and the sons of joy rejoice in heaven the angels could not sing redeemed by the blood of the lamb washed in his blood they could not sing cleansed by his blood and angels could not sing uh, like we sing 
But John's attention was called to the angels. For John said, I heard a voice saying, come up a little higher. Many angels around the throne of God. Twenty-four elders was there. The four creatures was there. And I heard him say, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold, I see, if you pray with me here, it's what's called a centrifugal uh, circle. It's not a, just a round circle, but it's a circle where everything centers in upon the center of the circle. You don't hear me? Or you gonna pray with me here? In this centric circle, you see, in Barnum and Bailey, they have a center circle, but they got little circles all around the center circle. And as you sit there, your mind get carried off, for you don't know which one to look at. You don't hear me? But in this centric circle, everybody is looking at him that sits on the throne. The four creatures with their four faces, with the face of a lion, the face of a bear. I feel better now. The face of a man and the face of an eagle but they're all uh, looking at the central figure even the angels that are 10,000 times 10,000 everybody's looking at the center of the circle the lion took the book the lamb opened the seal the king read the scroll of what was to be done I heard said behold the angels around the circle begin to bow down and somebody tried to number them 10,000 times 10,000 you don't hear me it was an endless number it was an immutable number I saw thousand times ten thousand. The angels said, we can't count them, but we're just glad to be here. Oh Lord, I think we ought to take a little time out to praise God. They said, worthy. You see, they couldn't sing with us. But now they can say, Worthy is the Lamb that died on Calvary. Unless I hold you too long, the whole universe started praising God. Not only for the Lamb, and not only for the Lion, but for the King. For the Lamb is the King. 
the Bible says every creature, everybody on the earth will bow down. Everybody under the earth will bow down. Everybody under the sea will bow down. I heard them say, Worthy are the Lamb. Blessing belong to the Lamb. Honor belong to the Lamb. Glory belong to the Lamb. Power belong to the Lamb. He's worthy. He's worthy. Can I get a witness here? He's worthy. Oh, Oakland, you ought to praise him this morning. People everywhere ought to give the king praise. He's a worthy king. The king is on his way back. The king left this world. You don't hear me. I'm talking about the king of kings. Came down here. The king of kings was down here. The citizens rejected him. The citizens spat on him. The citizens mistreated him. The citizens lied on him. The citizens brought false charges against the king. They put him on the cross and he died. Didn't he die? He died, I know he died, but he got up early one morning and said, All power is in my hand. He is the king. Oh, king, right on king. Oh, king, you got all power. Oh, king, king eternal. Oh, king. Do you really know he is? He's the king of kings. He's my elder brother. He's a wheel in the wheel. Do you know he is? He's the lily in every valley. He's the bright and morning star. He's bread. When I'm hungry, he's a doctor in the sick room. After a while, boy and boy. After a while, boy and boy. He's coming back again. Is he all right? Say yeah. Say yeah. Oh.